the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A cute baby, a wise prophet, or God himself? Just exactly who did show up in that manger over 2,000 years ago? Join us. Find out next on Truth For Today. Christmas time. Marvelous time of year, isn't it? A time to reflect and rejoice in the real reason for the season. But what is the real reason for the season? And why is that babe in a manger so important to you and I today? So we'll find out here on this edition of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. That little baby in a manger grows up to be our propitiation, our sacrifice for sin. And therein lies the rub for many. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. The Father, verse 37, who sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you've never heard, his form you've never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life. Watch. It is they that bear witness about me. John witnessed that I'm the Son of God. God the Father witnesses that I am the Son of God. My works say I do the works of God and I'm of God. The Scriptures say I'm of God. And then he goes to John 15 and 16. I will send the Holy Spirit in the world. And guess what he will do? He will bear witness that I am the Son of God and that I sent the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. The sure mark, the sure mark, the Spirit is controlling your life is we're seeing Jesus as the main subject of your mouth. You're not talking about how much power you've got, how many gifts you've got, how many demons you cast out. You'll get down to this. How dear has the Spirit made Jesus to you? I just went on a little hymn search recently. My dad, when we got in the car, he would always sing the chorus. It went, Jesus, Jesus. Dearer than all to me, Jesus, Jesus, thine only thine I'll be. Wheresoever thou leadest, I'll follow. Wherever the path may lead, till at last thy face in glory, thy face in glory. I'll see. Now, every time we, now I'm growing up on Little Willie John and rock and roll when he's doing this. Because he owns the pickup, and he controls the boy. He, it wasn't, the, the kids didn't control the radio on my dad. Dad controlled everything. 
I went off the search. That song, you know why you haven't heard it? It was written in 1914. But when I see it, I'm at a 56 blue Ford pickup. And every time we got in it, he started, Jesus. And he could sing all three stanzas. Got three stanzas. I was the lost sheep. I just gave it last week to all my brothers and my sisters. This was a song we grew up. Jesus. Isn't that simple? It didn't even have a tempo. I want to know if it's got Jesus. Do you know any Jesus song? No one ever loved me like Jesus. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. I was preaching a revival when I was 19 in uh, Oklahoma, in a little place. And we're driving to Tecumseh. It was Indian country. And I was with a poor preacher, had five kids. Every night after church, we drank iced tea and ate bologna sandwiches. He was broke. But I was driving a VW, and we started singing, The name of Jesus, oh, how sweet. I love its music to repeat. He makes my life full and complete. The lovely name of Jesus. Anybody ever hear it? There's three of us. Then this preacher and I begin to sing, Jesus, Jesus, when I'm dying... Don't sing any songs to me but the songs about Jesus. When I'm grieving, I don't mind singing I woke up this morning, but I got to have more than that when, I, when I'm grieving. I want Jesus, oh, how sweet the name. Or if I ever love thee, my Lord Jesus, tis now. When the Spirit comes, he will elevate Christ. Christ. Not all your views, not all the doctrine you think you understand, but Christ, he will make him lovely, precious. I love what Peter said, to you who believe, he is precious. And until you get rid of religious talk and religious action and church, 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 I'm wait, I just wait to meet somebody who says, talk to me about Jesus. He's the sweetest name I know. He is my Savior. He is who found me. The Holy Spirit works for him. He doesn't work for the Spirit. The Spirit works for Jesus. And he promotes Jesus. John 15, John 16, and the whole book of Acts. It's all the preaching Christ. This one you crucified. This one God has raised. Be full of Jesus you ought to get some Jesus songs in your, your little repertoire. The witnesses, please stand up. You see, there's coming a day when Jesus will no longer be in the court to be tried. He will be on the bench to try. It's all going to reverse someday. So we have to ask, with all these witnesses, how did the world respond You think the Father could convince. You think the Spirit could convince. The great prophet John could convince. The Scriptures could convince. He even said in John 8, Moses would convince you if you listened to him. Why aren't you listening to who this man is? And he tells this tragic story. The true light which enlightens everyone 
was coming into the world. The true light was coming. That's the, the idea. This is Christ was coming into the world. The one that brings light of any kind to all of humanity. If there's any light that's ever been shown on you, it came from the Christ, the light that came into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not recognize him or know him. This is the response of the world. We don't recognize him. This is Mary's boy, and it's questionable how this boy got here. We heard, we've heard the miraculous story, but we're more inclined to believe that a 15-year-old girl engaged probably got pregnant. That was the story. They didn't buy that. Anna did, Simeon. But that's way back. We're, we're, here, we're here 30 years later. This is 30 years later that we're, John comes on the scene. And they, they didn't recognize him. No one in the neighborhood. Uh, did you know his own brothers didn't recognize him? They didn't get saved till after the resurrection. His own brothers didn't believe he was God. He can't be this. Come on, we shared a bedroom together. Come on, we lived together. That's just an ordinary man. We brushed our teeth together. Imagine, no toothpaste. What was Santa take? When do they take showers then? You had to run down to the lake. We fished together. He's just an ordinary boy. I think he had muscles because of our carpenter's trade. He probably was buffed. And if he was a typical Jew of that time, he'd be about five foot six. See, we always think he's at least six eight. No, he's about five six. That's what a typical Jew was at that time, at male height. It was the Roman soldiers that were big men, strong. And did they recognize him? No. They did catch on. And then it goes on to say, he came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. It's not only they didn't recognize him, uh, they didn't receive him. Heartbreaking story is told of a, a poor farm couple during the Depression. They only had one son, and it was their desire that their boy would get an education and get away from the farm. If you know anything about the Depression, being a farmer and seeing all your topsoil blown away was not a good thing. And so this uh, man and his wife sacrificed to send this boy to school. And the boy went to school, and after some time, mom and dad got homesick to see the boy. And they drove, and they went on campus. And who did they see but their son with some other young men talking. And so mom and dad go, and dad goes up to the boy. He said, hello, son. Hello, son. I'm so glad to see you. The only problem was he's still wearing bib overalls. And she was still wearing a plain print dress from the farm. The boy was embarrassed. And he told his dad, I don't know you. I don't know you. He was too embarrassed to acknowledge this is the kind of home he came from. Uh, do you ever remember as a teenager... Mom let me off at least a block from school. 
I want to look cool. I don't want it to be seen that my mother gave me a drive to school. I love you, Mom, but let me off by the block. My mother was short and heavy. She wasn't cool. I'm the seventh child. She lost all of her physical beauty. She wasn't pretty by the time I came along. She'd uh, been through a lot of things. I was the last thing she needed. I mean, I had so many physical problems. That poor woman lived in doctors, and she... Paul kept telling her six of us was enough. Why have you sabotaged the family with one more? Well, honey, your daddy just looks at me and I get pregnant. And Paul said, it takes more than a look, mama. He didn't like it. And it was terrible. When I think back, she had no business. But so I'm getting embarrassed. Mother's too heavy. She went cool. All the other guys I was running with, their mothers were still about 30s. Kind of looked good. Still had a figure. I said, well, I don't know if I went over my house. My mama's heavy. It's amazing how beautiful she got once I got saved. Weight didn't matter anymore. Going through the menopause didn't matter. She was a wreck through the menopause, and I saw it, Ruth and I. And just to think that you could have been a friend to God and you weren't. This is a Lawrence Welk day of hymnology. I'll give you some other songs. I know you crave to hear me sing. Especially Jim Snyder. He's so critical of my ability. Uh, We grew up singing a song like this. They tried my Lord and Master. I loved it as a boy. With no one to defend. Within the halls of Pilate, he stood without a friend. Then it went into the chorus. I'll be a friend to Jesus. My life for him I'll spend. I'll be a friend to Jesus until my year's end. The world may turn against him. I'll love him to the end. And while on earth I'm living, my Lord shall have a friend. I'll be a friend to Jesus. My life for him I'll spend. I'll be a friend to Jesus until my years shall end. I ask you, how have you responded to who this man is? He said the majority found no beauty in him. But then he turns verse 12, and you're astounded. In the midst of all the witnesses, all the rejection, all the non-recognition, there's one, there's, there's a miracle right here. Watch. There actually have been people who received him. Look at it. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, blood's idea. Jews thought of the woman's blood, the man's blood, making a new, nor the will of the flesh, Uh, just natural procreative desires, nor the will of a man, we're going to have a baby, or in the context of sexual desire, or even wanting a posterity. No, none of you got into this family with human beings having a thing to do with it. You got into it because God wanted you in, but God gave you birth. 
He's already telling you more is coming. And John 3, he'll say, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. God has started another family. This fatherhood of God and brotherhood of men. Oh, it's nice political language, but it's not biblical language. God only becomes your father through a new birth. And Jesus becomes your brother through a new birth. And he says, everyone that received him, and the definition of received is, believed on his name, put faith in Christ, this Messiah, this Savior, this Lamb that will die. They're born of God. It is astounding. It's only a prologue. He's just introducing the whole book. But think of it. All you've got to do to get God as a father is to receive Jesus Christ. Unless this verse isn't right. All you've got to do, Christ calls me his brother in Hebrews 2. I feel a little funny calling him my brother. At least he calls me his brother. So there's something in there. He's my elder brother in a sense. I'm called his brother. I'm not as up on calling Jesus my friend. John 15, he calls me his friend. I don't want to get too cozy, even though I'm in the family. I want to revere him. I don't know, what have you done with Christ? What have you done with Jesus Christ? Have have you yet recognized who he is? The witnesses in the book of John, which the way I'm going, I'm going to stay with John until he get through it at this rate, because I can't shake it loose. But the witnesses stand up, and in the day of Pentecost, he said, And you shall receive the Holy Spirit, and you shall be my witnesses. I think uh, you need to ask yourself this. Who knows that you're a Christian? Who knows that you know him? Do you actively pursue trying to make Christ known? And did you know what? What you have to answer individually We have to answer corporately. What are we doing corporately to make him known? You get to just having church and just kind of gets to be a lot of fun. And uh, we actually put up a Christmas tree. And, man, we got donuts that will make you uh, diabetic or overweight. Uh, You know, we're good to folks. We're just wonderful. This is the church you need to be at. We're having a good time going through this life. But what? Uh, what's your ultimate existence about? Is it to make him known? The greatest prophet will eventually be beheaded and pass off the scene. He did all right preaching Christ. It's when he preached about who you have the right to sleep with that got him killed. Greatest prophet. I ask, uh, are you a friend of Christ? Have you welcomed him into your heart and life? Um, I, I just, uh, it's interesting in John. John says we become children of God. Paul is always saying we become sons of God. You're a child of God because God gives you eternal life, his life. You're a son of God by divine adoption. He gives you the privilege of adulthood. And he says, I've adopted you and treat you like sons. You're not under the law. 
You're not under tutors. You're not under any tutorship except that of the Spirit. And guess what he will do? He will lead you to Christ. He will promote Christ. He will tell you Christ. I know your spiritual temperature just by what you think of Christ. Who do you say he is? The rocks know who he is. A donkey that he rode on for the first time knew who he was. It's men that would rather go to hell than to ever bow to him. It is a heartbreaking thing that the Creator can step out of eternity into obscurity, that he can step from a throne to a backwater place like Nazareth, that God can be clothed and walk among us. And as the witnesses begin to speak, and as the miracles are done, and the works are done, and the Father attests, and the Father speaks from heaven, and John speaks up, and the crowd said, this is the Messiah. They speak up, they speak up. And Messiah can't start a church with over 120 followers in Acts 1. Maybe he needed to take a Rick Warren course on evangelism. Did a poor job. This is God, and you can only get 120 followers. This is the result of three years of ministry. I've often bemoaned how poor a soul winner I am. And I don't hardly know anyone in the church talking to me about so many. They'll tell me that right now the building's too hot. I feel like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's so hot. Uh, They'll tell me whether they like our music or not. They never tell me how many people they've led to Christ. Are you even engaged? Or have we become silent witnesses? My challenge to you. Take that little card and pray. Husband, say, come on, honey. Let's kick off our Christmas this year. Go to church with me. Wife, children, grandchildren, whatever. Invite them. Who knows? In a corporate setting, as us as a crowd to them might be able to shout louder than you have been by yourself. We're going to tell them Jesus is the Christ. I'm amazed. Let me just say this, and I'm not on a tirade, I think. But I am just amazed how in love we are with the myth of the North Pole. And, And when we've got a Jesus coming back, and he won't be brought back by reindeer. He's going to come riding in as on a white horse with power, and the armies of heaven will come. What, the truth is far greater than anything, the imagination of men. And they will make millions talking about a fat man in a red suit. And you know and I know there's no fat man at my house, and Carolyn's been rapping all night. And, and, and I've been in depression ever since the visa bill came in. So they did not send it to the North Pole. They seemed to find Elm Drive. Uh, Please scrape off the myth. Scrape off the myth. It's just a great time to say if God's been gracious in Christ, I'd like to give you this gift to be show the love of God. Not to keep up with our tradition that obscures him, hides him. Don't talk to me about reindeer. Don't talk to me about silver bells. Dear friend, Talk to me about the bells of heaven. I'm going there because Christ came. 
And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to His knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. By the way, we do have a couple of events on the calendar that we'd love for you to be a part of. First and foremost, our Christmas celebration. That is the 24th, just one service Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and then our candlelight service at 7 p.m. And then for New Year's Eve, we have a single worship service at 10 a.m., and then a concert and New Year's Eve party at 8 p.m. And again, it's all here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Information can be had by calling or stopping by our website for more information. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call, 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Prayerfully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855-833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And that website, once again, truthfortodayradio.org. It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.